time for Lickin' On Lending. Welcome, everybody. Good to have you with us. Welcome to Lickin' On Lending, a weekly mortgage market update providing up-to-the-minute information on interest rates, loan programs, and hot industry news, all related to the mortgage industry. Brought to you by Transformational Mortgage Solutions. To participate in today's program, our guest call in line is 646-716-4972. Now here's your host of Lickin' On Lending, David Lickin'. Let's begin. Welcome, everybody. So good to have you with us. It's Monday, November 9th, 2020. This podcast is created by mortgage professionals. And guess what? It is for mortgage professionals. We do our best job to get you information in a timely format. We're so grateful to have you as our listener. Our commitment is to bring you timely information in an audio format so you can listen to it anytime and anywhere. <laughs> yep, that's a little text coming in there. Yeah, I hope you all enjoy the podcast. How's that? Anyway, we're so glad to have you with us here today. We've got in our Hot Topics segment, Brent Chandler, founder and CEO of Form Free. He's widely recognized as an innovator in mortgage and financial service technologies for the last 25 years and has been creating some really leading edge stuff. We invited him on because if I want to talk to someone who's a real critical thinker about what's going on and the direction of what we've been talking about recently, which is software that can automate and improve the performance of our underwriters, getting back up to eight to 10 loans a day. Hey, for those of you who are new, we used to do that. Not the two and a half that we've been stuck at for so long. But Brent is going to talk about that. And also we're going to hear about some exciting things that they're doing at Form Free to that I think are very innovative. And so get perspective on what's going on in the industry, where he sees it going. And then we're going to be talking about specifically some of the things that are happening at Form Free. So very excited to have Brent Chandler joining us here a little bit later in the topic. So special thank you to goes out to Industry Syndicate. They do a great job of hosting a lot of podcasts, ours included. Check out industrysyndicate.com as well as mortgagemedia.com. We also want to say a special thank you to our sponsors, the Mortgage Bankers Association of America. Great conference that they had. Go back and listen to the interview we did with Dawn Williams, who talked about the conference. And uh, we appreciate Dawn and all that she did for the annual conference. Oh, you're there at the MBA site. Go be sure to check out the Mortgage Action Alliance application that you can download on your phone to have your voice heard in Washington, D.C. Dear God, we need our voices heard there. Also, Finaster, who's Fusion Mortgage Bot Solution, it does a great job of solving so many solutions. They have a webinar coming up on Thursday, November 12th. Check it out at 1 p.m. Central Time. It goes from 1 to 2 p.m. I urge you to check that out. There's a special link in our show notes so you can register now. Mention you heard about it on the podcast. Another very innovative company doing some things. Third largest fintech company in the world. Finastra has got going on. Also, the Mortgage Collaborative. I'm really excited to have Tom Gallucci coming on. We recorded an interview with him, our partnership with Tom and the whole team there at the Mortgage Collaborative, the TMCs. We're very grateful for that, as well as our partnership with Lenders One. So, two co ops that do a great job of adding value to mortgage bankers and uh, lenders and their vendor members. So, and check it out at our website, look at onlending.com or go out to each of their respective websites. Also, the Community Mortgage Lenders of America, great for their sponsorship, as well as Indicom. They do so much to help at every stage of the mortgage life cycle. Check out their automation. And we had Linda Bomar on, and got to check out that previous podcast, as well as Incelerate. This is a company that has leading-edge technology helping mortgage lenders bring their expertise into pre-designed campaigns coming together to enhance the power of a borrower engagement. 
Ainsworth Advisors, also a company that allows you to have a board of advisors. Many companies are looking for a board of advisory service, especially as you apply for Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, and Jenny Mae. Who is your board of advisors? Check out AinsworthAdvisors.com. Also, AI Assist, helping bring artificial intelligence into the marketing side of the business. They've got some great stuff that they're doing. Check that out as well as Celebrity Home Loans, Innoviant. Ted Kramer's got some stuff to help you and your pricing. Got to check out how that works. We're going to be having Ted come on and talk with us here in an upcoming podcast. He's a client, he's a friend, and you've got to check out what they do. It's amazing. If you're in secondary marketing, check out Innovian, I-N-O-V-I-E-N-T.com. Knowledge Coop, as well as Mobility R-E and Modix. Both of these companies help you attract and recruit some of the top talent, LOs, as well as find out who they're really doing business with and a real amount of business. What is the real business volume? Also, Velma, VendorServe, Vidyard, and finally, special thank you goes out to Alice, Andy, Allen, and Matt with their contributions to this podcast each and every week. We now head over to our hot topic segment. If you're listening live, just stay right here. If you're listening on a downloaded basis, it's the next hot topic. So let's get started with the hot topic. Today's hot topic, we've got Brent Chandler, the founder and CEO of Form Free, joining us. We're going to talk about what companies are doing to dramatically increase the number of loans an underwriter could underwrite in a day. That's what our focus is on our conversation. Last week, we had uh, Joe Tyrell of Ice Mortgage Technologies. And today, I'm really honored to have Brent Chandler here. And we got to give a little shout out to Christy Moss, formerly with Fannie Mae, who has found a wonderful home there with you, Brent. And it's so good to have you. And of course, Christy's in on the line somewhere back there listening as well. But Brent, good to have you here, friend. Dave, thank you so much. I appreciate it. And uh, Christy is the just a consummate supporter of not only this industry, Form Free, Fannie, and all those borrowers out there who are looking to enhance their lives. She is a marketing department, a promotion company, all rolled into one, social media, SEO, everything. She's just rolled in one. I've never seen that gal. That's just amazing. So anyway, we need to have her on sometime. We will talking about social media and how to make your voice heard everywhere all at once. I'm not present, but I want to, Brent, now you've been on in the past, so we've had you on as a previous guest. And by the way, your podcast that we did interview you from is getting so many downloads and it's still being downloaded. And I really believe it's because of the sincerity and the place where you speak, which is a great heart as a human being, as a person. So we're expecting today to save no pressure. But for those <laughs> yeah. that don't know you, give us a little bit of your background. Yes, real quickly, we'll put a link to your LinkedIn page, but let our audience just get a little flavor of who Brent Chandler is. Sure. Thanks again. And I really enjoy being on the show and no pressure. I'm Brent Chandler and I am the founder and CEO of Form Free. It's a fabulous company that I started in 2007. And we've been on this journey together for over 12 years. But in a nutshell... To your point, I'm just a very passionate person who loves tech and to solve problems that literally help people and improve their lives. It started really in 1996, where I was part of a team that created the first online trades that led to automation of an industry that was otherwise manual. And that just opened up an entire opportunity for me over the last 25 plus years in computers and technology and mathematics. And these are all things that I love at the same time and how that betters people's lives. It it dabbled in algorithmic trading, sophisticated ways to capture direct source data, to create efficient systems for identifying risk. 
And that has parlayed into the current space that I'm in. And that's when my eyes open to this great opportunity with respect to lending. And that's really ultimately what helped me create Form Free. I just have this passion for automating systems and it has to have that touch point of helping consumers and borrowers and, and people in general. The, the word passion is so significant. It's passion with a purpose. We talked about how underwriters used to be able to underwrite somewhere between 8 to 12 loans a day. We lost that because yeah. of all the complexity yeah. how things just fell apart. Now, the average is two and a half loans per day for most companies. Now, there are some doing it better. And I want to talk about what you're seeing. So your first place where I want to talk about you as a thought leader and looking up and down the landscape of technology, what do you see going on? Sure, sure. And I'd like to just capture it in this way. I look at things in threes a lot of times, and I think three is a powerful number. But what happened? Where are we now? And where are we going? You know, what happened, it's plain to see hindsight's twenty twenty. but as we know, when things break, pendulums swing. And what happened is the system broke and we identified a lot of inefficiencies and duplication of verifications and just data that wasn't really fully understood. And we didn't have the tools necessarily to address it immediately. But what we needed to do was verify the information. And that led us to duplication and triplicates in some cases. And that just bloated the system. And that was the immediate fix was, hey, how do we patch this thing up immediately so we understand that the data that we're getting is actually true and accurately reflects the borrower? So that introduction of these verifications, in some cases, like I said, triplicate, induced this bloated system, right, of manual processes, because that's all we had. I'm going mm-hmm. back to 2007 and even before. And so it was a natural pendulum swing is to say, hey, the system's broken and we can't afford to go through this again. So in the meantime, before we truly come up with the full automation, we've got to just patch this system. And that meant gathering 4506Ts. That meant doing more verifications on assets, income, employment, identity, and those types of things. And the systems were accustomed to receiving manual paper-based verifications. So that's where the pendulum swung and then the work began. So what we recognized at that point was that, hey, look at all these areas that we could begin to patch or to fix or to automate. And it all really boils down to understanding risk, doesn't it? And what they found was, and there's a 500-page dossier that I would encourage people to look at because it really did point out some of the breakdowns in in where the industry failed. But it also pointed out some opportunities that we could work towards. Does that mean that people just inadvertently or just closed a blind eye to to doing the right thing? No, I, I think that technology was inefficient. I just don't think it existed at that time. And so the regulations and the processes that were in place were as good as it got. So that had to be changed. But the inability to assess a borrower's ability to pay became my focus. So that's what the industry started to really delve into. And we had a lot of great companies that are doing a lot of great things in working towards this more efficient system. When you look at Ellie Mae, Blue Sage, Black Knight, Roostify, the GSEs have been entrepreneurial like nobody's ever seen. They have been leading a lot of the efforts that are automating 
these manual processes, looking at direct source data and, and determining different ways to look at employment, look at income, look at asset verification, understand the things that are going to help us determine risk. And I want to point out one other company that's doing some amazing things that is unrelated, directly unrelated, in some ways can tell a big story. And that Zelle came out literally within the past few days and announced they'd finished their billionth transaction. This is a company that was created in less than two years by big banks that Mm -hmm. has created efficiency in transacting and moving money, the online money movement for various reasons small business lending, various other payment transactions, peer-to-peer transactions, et cetera. But what it tells me is this quantum leap that's occurring with this push towards understanding the risk and understanding how to seamlessly transfer information back and forth from counterparties. And that is where I get really excited. I can pause here and let you ask me another question. So tell me, where's this market going? Where it's going is, again, I think it's a push by all these great companies that I've already noted. If you look at Ellie Mae and what they're doing in the combination with ICE, if you think Mm -hmm. about what's actually happening there, we're creating efficiencies that are going to remove duplicate processes and we're going to streamline the underwriting process. And that's going to allow you to get from that two and a half back to eight or 12 underwrites per person and begin to see that efficiency come back in. How are they doing it and what's going on? So this all falls back in my mind to one thing. It's the common denominator in every loan you do, Dave, is what? It's who? It's understanding the consumer's financial identity, which is that asset, income, employment, identity, public records, credit decisioning, et cetera. So in order to do that, we've got to have really accurate data at the source. So by collecting that source data, we can understand Brent Chandler's financial identity. What we do is what we see is this blockchain effect where the tip of the spear is the consumer. The consumer is the common denominator in every loan that they do, whether it's a mortgage loan, an auto loan, a small business loan. But in the mortgage industry, the consumer is the thing we're trying to understand the risk on. We also want to understand collateral and other things, of course, and that's getting more efficient as well. That's why there's multiple holes out there in the industry that various companies are beginning to create solutions for. But when we bridge this gap between borrowers and lenders and ultimately the investor community, the impact is ginormous. It's a huge efficiency on expanded credit inclusion, which leads us into this opportunity to reach all consumers of all demographics. Project Reach is a huge project that the OCC is pushing out to the banks to say, hey, open up this industry and lending to everybody. And so where assets and credit come together, what we've recognized is that the FICO scores of the old are no longer efficient in understanding Chandler's ability to pay. And And that's where we meet with this data. I just love this because it's getting into the people part of it, which is the closest underwriting that we've had to that, which is my preferred way of underwriting in all cases, is the, the VA approach, the residual income approach, because it really does get more personal because you're looking at the circumstances rather than these boxes and checking them and all that. 
Alice, good to have you on joining in on the discussion. Questions that you have for Brent, especially with your unique position there at Union Home Mortgage. Yeah, thank you. Hi, Brad. This is a great conversation. I know a lot of folks, a lot of companies out there are using your products to for the automated income and asset verification. And to me, I'm amazed at the how difficult it is for some companies to fully adopt and embrace the technology. I know you guys talked about underwriting efficiency, but from my vantage point, from customers I worked with, it really wasn't processing, right? The underwriters looking at the end saying we're saving a trip to underwriting maybe, but the processors are the ones who are getting the time savings by not having to go through all the verification process. What are Mm -hmm. your thoughts on where we're at with adoption and and what might be slowing things down? What do we need to do differently? I'm assuming COVID helped for touchless. Yeah, no question. And and really what we're talking about is empowering consumers. It's putting the, the power in the hands of the borrower. The adoption curve is happening. And what we're seeing is the uptake of not only the efficiencies of the asset verification, but expanding that model even further. So The idea is that an asset report with a full employment and income data in it, Dave, you touched on residual income. We can calculate cash flow and discretionary and residual income out of a bank statement transaction detail when we couple it with other data points. But essentially what we're doing is we're bringing more power to the borrower and that adoption curve is happening. We just have to look at the digital lenders, look at Quicken and look at some of these other providers that are just exploding on the scene. And what we are seeing in our processes with the GSEs is that there is uptake happening on an exponential level. That'll continue, by the way. There's a lot of reason to be hopeful about what's coming up. Alice. I'm good. Thanks. That was my main question. I could go on about the efficiencies because they're hugely valuable. I will yield to next question. I'll just follow up on that question, if you don't mind, real quick. With respect to transparency of data affords us the ability to expand the credit markets beyond the traditional vectors that we've traditionally looked at for component analytics. So when we think about a borrower, we've oftentimes looked at a FICO and sized them up and we have enough data around that. But with the pandemic, so many people have been impacted. Their incomes have been impacted. Their employment's been impacted. And so the traditional credit scoring, et cetera, has taken a hit. So transparency of information allows us not only to understand the the hit that traditional credit scores have taken, but couple that, append it with additional data elements of the willingness and ability to pay of borrowers so that we can expand that credit box. It's a good thing for the country. It's a good thing for this industry. It's a good thing for the banks. It is. It's a good thing. Anytime we can expand the amount of people coming into the market and do so responsibly so that we're not hurting people, that's the deal. Alan, I know you are good friends with our guest today, and welcome to the microphone. It's great to be in the microphone, David. Thank you. Brent, what's happening, my friend? Hope everything's good. Thank you so much. Yeah, same to you. Veterans Day coming up. I, I know you served our country, so thank you first for serving. And I thought it'd be very much appropriate to talk about eligibility and and helping veterans get loans. And overall, I think it's, and I don't know if you're prepared to talk about that today. So I I sort of threw you off course. I apologize, but I think it it still falls into the same thing. I even have a friend right now who is moving to Virginia and is, is looking to get a VA loan, doesn't know anything about it and how it helps. So I think really focused on your technology, helping to move the process along 
because not every loan is sold to the agency, to Fannie mm-hmm. and, and to Freddie. And, and just because of that, your technology still fits. And actually, I will say my company is currently in talks with you guys to talk about partnering and doing some really interesting things. And there are some really cool things you're doing. And what I will say from my side of the fence is I have a lot of people that just want the automation. They want the data. They want the reports. They want that easier process for their staff, even if it's not connected to the agency. So maybe it'd be a good time for you to chat about that. Sure. Yeah. As a vet, thank you so much. And to all those that have served, I love this country. And being a Marine was one of the greatest things that I've done in my life. And so I look at vets and we work closely with a lot of lenders who serve vets. And the idea is really, again, to help those who have helped so many. So with respect to automation, it's important to understand where the data comes from. And direct source data is a big key initiative of Form Free. When we think about how we serve all people, veterans fall into that category. We work with the Veterans Association and, and the FHA. We do accommodate transparency of automation for all downstream users. But the idea is that it's only as good as where the source comes from. So if the source is direct, it's immutable. We can begin to tokenize this information and share it with any constituents, any parties. And so by blockchaining this information and carrying it in a simple token, every vet should be in a home, period. We shouldn't have homeless vets. And so one of our causes is to really create outreach to create this transparency and this data collection, empowering those veterans. And there are some banks which we work with closely who are uh, enacting programs to do these types of things. And it's really about reducing costs and creating better streamlined processes so that we can all chip in and help these veterans who have done so much find a place to live. Alan, I want to get into talking about what you're specifically doing. You are seeking to work with uh, Brent, in a number of ways at open close there, but we're just thrilled to hear about, you know, where, where things are at. I want to make sure it's very clear. So there are other folks out there that get some data, but I even found myself, and I've always known this about Form Free, but I learned th- this past week, you are very different. You are not the same and you do some very unique things. So if you don't mind sprinkling that in there so our, our audience can hear that. Yeah, thank you. And We are excited about our new partnership and what we're doing together. And this really extends and parlays the mission that we set out to do, which is truly when we talk about where we can help streamline or create better efficiencies. But there's no other place that I needed to look except with me, the borrower. And what I found was that the person on the other side of the phone didn't know me. They didn't know who I was. They knew nothing about me. And in order for me to receive this loan, which I desperately needed to buy this home, because see, I wanted the home. I didn't really want the loan. I needed the loan, but I wanted the home. That's what I was driving towards. That's what we looked to. So I recognized that moment. They didn't know me. They got to get to know me. And I was willing to give them just about anything I needed to in order to accomplish their goal. And it was an arduous task. And I said, gee, there's a better way to do it. And the better way to do it is to understand my financial identity. Am I able to pay this loan back? And if I can prove that and meet the guidelines and meet their needs and do it in the most efficient way possible, then we could get through this process much faster. 
And that's our financial identity passport. And what passport really is, it's that understanding of who Brent Chandler is and all my financial information, my DNA. And I transfer that in the most easily way possible. And that we call straight through processing and we've tokenized that. So it's a unique token. But if the data is no good, then the token's no good. So the right. data has got to be 100%. We have zero tolerance for any inaccurate data, period. And that's what we do. We synthesize that information. We verify it, certify it, analyze it, and then report on it. And there is zero tolerance for failure. So it's incumbent upon us to go to those sources directly. There's no people and there is no paper. And what we're doing is collecting this digital data and validating it. And then we corroborate it. When you have multiple points of data corroboration, the failure rates are infinitesimal. They're tiny. They don't exist. You can reduce and eliminate risk. And that is our job. So what we do to do that is we look at billions and billions of records. We look at 50 to 100,000 data points for each borrower. And we do this in nanoseconds. So latency is virtually removed from the system. What we're doing is using biometric facial recognition to understand who the borrower is and then to tap into, mm -hmm. with their permission, this is all permission to buy the borrower. It's empowering the borrower. We're not doing it in a black box over here and, and then you're waiting over there for the magic result. Oh, did I get the loan? No. You're going to know as a borrower instantaneously before the lender does what you can afford. And here's the kicker. Imagine if this lived with you indefinitely. In other words, as you go through the journey of life and you make these purchase decisions, these sell decisions, you have bonuses, you have income, you have hits to your income. You can actually see at any given time, in real time, with 100% efficacy, your ability to pay. Now you are empowered to find the lender of your choice. You are empowered to go out into the market and say, hey, I know I'm capable of affording this new car. Here's my token. I'd like to work with you. I love that. It's mutable data at the blockchain. It's the source mm -hmm. data, meaning it's the latest and greatest. See, the problem with, with credit decisioning today is aged, <laughs> right? Things have changed. Things are changing day by day. This is a very real-time world we live in today. And with the pandemic and with the economic situation of people losing their jobs, of closings, et cetera, everything is in flux. So it's really important to understand in real time what my cash flow is. There's gig economy plays that are also playing in that aren't always captured in, in the traditional pay stubs. So we've got to be able to look at all the ramifications of borrowers today, which is very complex. But when we assemble it and then we verify it, corroborate that data, we can truly tell you about that financial identity. And only then in this immutable data blockchain, we can tap into and work with the downstream players. These are the great companies that are magnificent in doing their automation of underwriting. So when you look at Ellie Mae, when you look at the things that Roostify and Black Knight and Blue Sage and Open Close and all these other companies, what they're doing is very good. But the hole that we're filling mm -hmm. is that consumer transfer of their information. Yeah, that's brilliant. Very innovative. How does this speed up the process of underwriting? Well, imagine if you can make a decision based on that output. You can make a decision and then 
the rest of the story. Let's go get that title. Let's go get that flood. Let's go get the rest of yeah. the collateral. A lot of the collateral is being automated today as well because right. all this data is being, yeah. has been gathered over decades that are in databases and we can understand. And there's a lot of automation in that space as well. So all these different facets of underwriting are also being simultaneously automated. But the one piece that's always in flux is that borrower. So when you blend, and blend is doing some great things. So when you integrate this borrower risk component to the rest of the story, you can streamline the underwriting. And that is ultimately, if you think about what ICE is doing as an exchange, that's what exchanges do, right? It makes sense when you start to apply logic that stock markets employ. What do they do? You can make a million-dollar trade on your phone in less than a second. Alex, as you're listening to this, what are your thoughts running through your head? I love the idea of a token that has the latest, greatest personalized information. There's a lot of innovation here, Alice. We're not seeing it in the market right now. Your thoughts? Yeah, I agree. I've been sitting here visualizing the idea of a passport and working with how passionate, Brett, you guys are about the consumer being in control. And I think that obviously as mortgage bankers, we always think about the consumer, but we still always feel we're in control of pulling all the information together and making that final decision. And that passport concept of here are the assets, here are the income, everything's immutable data, and this is a valid piece for all my verification documents, would absolutely save time if the customer was walking in the door with it because now as an originator, I don't have to try and make that sales pitch to try and talk them into giving over passwords and that type of thing. I think it's a great, very forward-thinking next steps for consumer behavior. No, I think it's a great question and one that I spend a lot of time thinking about. And we've got concepts of, as this token, if you think about a token in the mortgage industry, what it ultimately does is creates a 1003. All the data pre-populates that 1003, that standard form. And so that's this beginning stage of where the token transfers into mortgage, where you have a 1003. It's no longer a report and then sifting through data and then re-entering it. So that's another time saver. But that 1003 becomes the 3.2 that feeds the rest of the system. So we bridge that gap. And the question is now, how do we permeate the audience? How do we get 110 million consumers using the passport? And I think what it boils down to is there's a couple different paths we can look at. But if I cite Zell again, which I think is just doing amazing things in very short periods of time, and unlike anything we've ever seen, 180 million consumers have adopted this application to transfer funds. Those are extraordinary numbers. And these are the times where people are now adopting those types of applications to do their perfunctionary payment solutions, et cetera. So one would stand to reason that this could transfer also into the passport. So we see opportunities where this could be an application that was more or less available to the consumer base and the tokens would be something that would be charged for. So when that 1003 was created, the underlying data becomes important to the lenders and the lenders would acquiesce and say, yes, this is something we would pay for. So how do we get it out to the masses? I think the adoption curve, there's a couple different paths. It could be up through the lenders and lenders make it available. So we we would encourage conversations with partners to determine the best way to get that out there. Suffice it to say, 
that consumers are hungry for better mm-hmm. ways to do things yeah. in a more consolidated way. This piecemeal, give me this information, fax this, still take a photo of this, it's inaccurate, it's wrought with potential fraud. This eliminates all of those conversations with respect yeah, to the yeah. accuracy of the data. Yeah, the fraud piece would be pretty amazing. If you look at Fannie Mae's A1 certainty and you look at what the goal is, this product could literally free people up and they're free from all the representations and warranties that have plagued so many. One of the greatest moments of my career was on that five-year journey, testing pilots, et cetera. But when Tim Myopoulos announced at the NBA in 2016, the announcement of day one certainty, we yeah. were the only company in the world that received it for asset verification. Wow. It was one of the highlights of my life. It's based on patented technology that we have received a patent on as well. But to create that rep and warrant relief for the lenders was absolutely the right thing to do. And we are now in pilots to expand that to other components of the data that we're retrieving, which include employment and income. So this is going to continue. And there is a story to be told around direct source data with straight through processing gives us greater purchase certainty. That's so good. I love the innovation that you, because of your passion, bring to the industry. And I'm so grateful for you and, again, the innovation that's coming out of FormFree. And I encourage people to check it out. Go head over to the website, formfree.com. And then as you go to check under products, you'll see the products under the first tab there and learn more about the company. What do you recommend for people wanting to learn more about your product? Hey, I love LinkedIn. We've got 30,000 plus followers and I'm very active and very responsive. (laughs) Any questions directly, feel free to come through form free. The contact us forums are there, but also I will respond personally on LinkedIn and I'd encourage that as well. And you can learn a lot about form free on LinkedIn as we're constantly pushing out our press releases, our news, or just things that are moving the industry forward. There's so much more communication I'm doing through LinkedIn. That's a wonderful tool. Brent, thank you so much for coming here. Again, something that uh, Alan mentioned that I want to say is thank you for your service. You were in the Marine Corps, Simplify, and uh, thank you for what you have done uh, and so much for our nation and serving our nation so unselfishly. And then the innovation you're bringing to the mortgage industry. Welcome. Jess, thrilled to see it. Thank you so much. And David, you're giving me this opportunity and, and all your guests. It's an honor. And I am grateful to have served this country And I would just say, I would just close with, in my life, I've gone through a lot of of changes myself personally. The one thing that I've recognized is that giving is the highest form of living. And and we at Form Free really embrace that. We really do. You are a great example at many levels. I encourage people to get to know you. Connect with Brent on LinkedIn. I was thinking, as you were saying, you have over 30,000 followers. I do as well. I was thinking you probably are about 3,000 until Christy showed up, and then you jumped up to 30,000 because that's how many people she tries to I'm sure she had a lot to do with it, but well, I'm sure you did it well. Oh, wait, anyway. This is a cute story to that is computer science mathematics has played a role in a lot of my life, but algorithms <laughs> have also. And I was able to create some algorithms Early on in in the early days of LinkedIn, I recognized an opportunity that this was an underutilized social media platform. And boy, did I I have personally connected with every single one of them. So I used algorithms to help me identify and reach out to that audience. And it's a very 
cool thing when you can apply mathematics to some of this stuff. So I enjoy that. We appreciate you. Appreciate you coming on again in such short notice. It was really good. And I encourage everyone to check out what's going on at Form Free by heading over to the website. Share this podcast with some of your associates and especially up in the underwriting department at the C-suite. Share it so they're aware of the opportunity of the passport, the token, the whole blockchain, everything sharing data and making it personalized. We can't wait to hear about what you have yet to come out. So we got to have you back. Christy's a great advocate getting you back on. So we will have you back on soon. Hopefully even before the end of the year, we can talk more about some of your new products that you're rolling out. Thank you, sir. Appreciate you being here. Awesome. Thank you. Take care. You bet. Thanks so much for joining us this week. Listeners, we want to tell you, be sure to check out our sponsorship page. The MBA, CMLA, Indicom, Accelerate, Ainsworth Advisors, Mobility, Modex. There's so many others out there. Finastra, great to have you as our listener. Check out our sponsors. They make this program possible, and we appreciate you letting them know. Have a great week, everybody. See you back here next week. You've been listening to Lickin' on Lending, a weekly mortgage market update with your host, David Lickin of Transformational Mortgage Solutions. Join us next week, and thanks for listening.